Here at Michigan Family Wellness, we believe chiropractic care and nutritional-based therapies are a foundational part of a healthy family lifestyle. No matter where you're at in the mitten, having a family is such an exciting time of life. So instead of feeling overwhelmed by stress, fatigue, and responsibilities with the kids, we invite you to become part of this empowering community to create happy, healthy families. By providing engaging interviews and practical applications, Dr. Wallner cultivates family health by equipping our listeners with the tools they need to elevate wellness in their own family. Dr. Wallner passionately serves the Michigan community at his chiropractic and nutrition-based practice, where he specializes in pregnancy, pediatrics, and family wellness care. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kyle Wallner. Good day, families, and welcome home. That's right, my name is Dr. Kyle, and this is the Empowering MFW Family, and we are so glad to be with you today. If you are joining us for the first time, I want to thank you for tuning in. The health of you and your family is your number one priority. It is your greatest asset. The best way to have a healthy family is by living a family wellness lifestyle. So if you're looking for efficient, effective, and sustainable ways to elevate your health and the health of your family, then I strongly recommend you make yourself comfortable because we have an amazing show for you today. Stephanie is a licensed marriage and family therapist, a holistic wellness advocate, an entrepreneur, a singer, and a CrossFit enthusiast. She was born and raised in Southern California and has recently relocated to the Midwest with her husband of 11 years and their German Shepherd. Stephanie has been a therapist for eight years and a successful network marketer for three. After experiencing several years of fertility challenges and pursuing holistic approaches to improving fertility, she launched the Holistic Fertility and Wellness Podcast. Stephanie provides women easily accessible resources and information to equip them with the tools they need for emotional and relational support on their fertility journey. Stephanie believes true wellness involves the mind, body, and spirit, as all are interrelated and interconnected. All right, families, let's jump into today's interview. Welcome, families, to the interview portion of today's podcast. I'm joined on the show today by Stephanie Reisinger. Welcome to the podcast, Stephanie. It's so great to have you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Stephanie, I love your podcast. I've listened to a couple of your episodes. You know, I I know we're going to plug it here several times, but families, you need to check out Stephanie's podcast, the Holistic Fertility and Wellness Podcast. Well, thank you so much. It's been um, such a, a joy and a pleasure to, uh, to put it together. It's really become even more than I ever imagined. And so, um, I'm just so grateful to have the opportunity to do it. Absolutely. Well, Stephanie, it's been a pleasure getting acquainted with you over the past few weeks. I know I say this a lot, but uh, it's honestly genuine. I really appreciate meeting new people with different areas of expertise and perspective. But Stephanie, I'm excited to jump into our discussion today on how you help women, mothers, and families elevate their health and wellness, specifically as it relates to the fertility season of life. But before we head there, Stephanie, there are two questions I've always asked every guest on the show. So help our listeners and myself get to know you a little bit by telling us what family looks like for you. Family looks like for me really is just people who take care of one another and who love one another exactly as they are, you know, warts and all. And that can be blood relatives or not. Um, I, you know, I've had many people in my life who are not blood related, but who I certainly consider family. So it's really just having about having 
those people in your life who you all look out for one another and love one another unconditionally. Absolutely. I love that community mindset. You talked about unconditional love. It's just, you know, being able to meet people's needs, I mean, wherever they're at, essentially. So I wholeheartedly agree with you there. Now, and another thing I love to say on the Michigan Family Wellness Podcast is that we are smitten with the mitten. So Stephanie, (laughs) have you ever experienced the Great Lakes or do you have any little tidbits about Michigan that you like or maybe dislike or anything like that? I have never been to Michigan. I'm sad to say that because I just keep hearing more and more wonderful things about it. I do have family there, though, so eventually I need to get up there. And now that I live in the Midwest, um, I feel like I kind of don't have an excuse. (laughs) It's not as far away as it used to be when I lived in California. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Well, I do encourage you and with your husband, if if you guys ever get the chance to come up and visit, uh, highly recommend it, uh, especially just everything with the Great Lakes. Uh, the UP is fantastic, but we can be here all day talking about uh, the beauty of <laughs> Michigan. But Stephanie, I want to go ahead and get more in depth because I really want the women, mothers and families listening to benefit from your experiences, your expertise, and like I said, your unique perspective. And sometimes, Stephanie, I think what makes these conversations most relevant and most powerful is just our own personal stories. So share with us your story as it relates to fertility and all that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I, my husband and I started this journey uh, about nine and a half years ago and um, really expected that fertility, well, not fertility, just get having babies. We thought it would be easy because, you know, they always tell you, um, like in school, basically you're be careful cause you're going to get pregnant. <laughs> and so, um, and so we had that assumption, like as soon as we decided to, um, start trying that it would happen quickly and, and easily. And, um, and it just didn't. Uh, and so it took, um, about four years for us to get pregnant the first time. And, um, that turned out to be an ectopic pregnancy. And so that was, um, that was really devastating. I mean, both physically and emotionally, that was very, very hard. And, um, for those who are not familiar with that term, ectopic, um, means that the, the, um, fertilized egg had implanted somewhere outside of the uterus. And in my case, it was in a fallopian tube and that can be actually life-threatening. And so it was very, it was a very serious, um, situation as well. And so, you know, leading up to that, I had actually, I had looked into, um, a lot of holistic methods of improving fertility because that has been, that has just always been my, um, my leaning sort of my, my inclination to do so. And, um, we had used the fertility awareness method, which I highly recommend every woman to become familiar with the fertility awareness method of understanding um, your cycle, understanding your body and knowing exactly what's going on with that every month. And um, so that's when I got pregnant after several months of fertility awareness. And um, but then, of course, the um, that was ectopic. And so uh, we were really encouraged by that, though, even though that was a very difficult experience. But having um, having been able to get pregnant we were like, okay, well, we're going to, this, this is going to work. Like we're going to be able to do this now. (laughs) And so again, we sort of had this expectation like, okay, well, once we, you know, I, we recover from this, then 
we can start trying again and hopefully I'll be pregnant again soon. And then, um, that still didn't happen. Um, so I think it was about maybe eight or nine months after, uh, losing that baby that we started to have a conversation about adoption and not to, um, not, not as a replacement for having children naturally, but just sort of because it had been a discussion for us really since the beginning of our marriage. And we thought, well, why don't we just go ahead and pursue that while we're waiting for this to happen naturally? And so um, we went ahead and did that. We got certified to adopt from the foster care system. So we were a concurrent home, foster adopt home, um, which meant that at any time we could have a, um, we wanted an infant. And so we could have a foster baby who may or may not stay with us, but then um, eventually one of these babies would be available for adoption. And then at that time we would want to adopt that child. And so um, that was a whole other, um, you know, very challenging experience and very eye-opening and, and interesting and still so glad that we did it. But unfortunately, after a year of certification, we still were not, we still did not have a placement. Um, we, we never, ever received a placement. So we had several calls that, um, you know, a baby is available. Do you want to, can you want to take this one? And we would say yes. And then, um, then something would come up like grandma decided to take the child or where they're going to go ahead and give the mom a shot, you know, those kinds of things. And And then there's all that emotional roller coaster, I'm sure. (laughs) yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And so there was a lot of, um, a lot of loss in that as well. Um, I think, you know, particularly there was just one, one scenario that was very, very difficult because we had, I had received a phone call from the social worker that she was actually on her way to our house with the baby. So we're sitting waiting for this baby to arrive and this baby never arrived. And, Mm -hmm. and so that there was just so much loss in that. And we got to the point after a year of that, we were just like, we're just too exhausted. We're too worn down from this. And we had to give that up. And so, um, just been on this wild, wild ride. And then, um, since then just continuing to pursue overall wellness, uh, in, in general to promote, um, fertility. Uh, there's been a a bigger focus on our intimacy as well, which has been, I think, incredibly important because that can really get lost in the shuffle of fertility, which really that, that needs to be like the number one, honestly. Um, and, and then through all of that, just about a year ago, just a little over a year ago, um, I realized I had gained so many, so much knowledge and resources throughout this journey that I wanted to start sharing that with people. And so that's when I created the podcast so that I could, um, interview experts and, uh, and then also give my own expertise about you know, coming from this place of being a marriage and family therapist and also having had this journey and wanting women to understand that as hard as this is, uh, there's still valuable people. And, and that is something that took me a long time to get to that place. I wasn't always in that place, but I, 
have throughout this journey grown so much in that area and been able to see that I, um, whether or not I have children, I still am a valuable person with a lot to offer the world. And um, I think the podcast really helped me mm-hmm. to see that. I think For sure. not knowing that that's how it was going to go, it has taught me that, that I have, um, I have resources and, and um, knowledge that really benefits other people, that the world needs, I should say, the world needs. And so I continue to take care of myself and love myself because, because the world needs that. I couldn't agree more, Stephanie. And I just want to thank you sharing your story and just saying everything you just did because you're not alone. And I think other people, other women out there need to hear your compelling story, your powerful message. And I think doing, you know, the podcast that you have is a great way to do that. And and then I think that also stems into what you do with, you know, marriage and family therapy. And, you know, just having that, having those experiences, having that journey is such a great testimony, you know, in terms of an inspiration and encouragement to other people who are going through the same thing that you have. Mm-hmm. And so, as I mentioned in your biography, you know, you are a family therapist specializing in holistic wellness and fertility counseling. Can you kind of help our listeners understand what that looks like and how you're able to help these families in this season of life? Absolutely. So really my main goal just in life in general, my main goal is to help women to see and to know their true value. And so that is, that's my main focus when it comes to working with women and families during this challenging season. So I do work with couples a bit and families um, in general, but I really focus mostly on the women and where their hearts are and, um, and how they're managing through this time. And helping them to go to that place because fertility challenges really bring up a lot of insecurity uh, for men and women. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I'm focused specifically on women, it really brings up this question of worthiness. Am I, am I worthy to be a mother? Am I meant to be a mother is, um, you know, am I valuable if I'm not a mother? These things come up so consistently. And so uh, my main focus is to help women to to go there and see that they are asking themselves this question and then be able to answer that question with, uh, yes, I am worthy. I'm worthy to be a mother. I'm worthy whether or not I'm a mother. I'm a valuable person today as I am. Um, and that's very challenging to get to that place. But that is that is where I would like uh, my clients to be. I think a common narrative or a common experience, you know, for uh, many young women in today's culture and our culture today is you're growing up and, you know, maybe you find a partner or a spouse, you know, you guys get married and uh, maybe you wait a few years, you know, to start having a family before you get your careers rolling, that sort of thing. And then a couple of years down the road, you know, you start talking about, are we going to start a family? You know, what's that going to look like? And there's all of these pressures, right, Stephanie? There's all these societal oh, pressures yeah. and cultural pressures. 
pressures and then pressures from family. And then something that, I mean, just from my perspective, from like a clinical like chiropractic and wellness perspective, you know, I see these women, they're preventing pregnancy throughout their entire lives, you know, ever since mm-hmm. puberty. So maybe they've been doing that for the past 10, 15, 20 years. Right. And then all of a sudden, they want to get pregnant like right away. And you're talking about the emotional components of that. And when that doesn't happen, just like you said, all of those thoughts, those negative attitudes and all of that pressure kind of collides and intersects. And, you know, like you were saying, it can really come into question of, are you secure in yourself and your value and your identity? Or is having a baby or becoming pregnant going to make that worse? Yeah. Would you agree with any of that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and I've heard it a lot from women who are mothers too, that, um, you know, having a baby does not solve those insecurities in you. In fact, it brings it out even more. And so, uh, it is, I think incredibly important then if at all possible to work on those things, those insecurities in yourself before getting pregnant, Mm -hmm. because that's going to make you that much better of a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, because you won't be hanging your identity on, um, on your child, um, which leads to a whole other array of issues that can be lifelong issues in your relationship with your child. This podcast is brought to you by Michigan Family Wellness, where we believe in helping families live thriving, vibrant lives. With the right guidance, your body has the ability to respond and adapt to the challenges in your life so that you can be healthy. At Michigan Family Wellness, we build resiliency solutions through our proven framework and empower you to become the best version of yourself. Contact us at 734-335-0533 with any questions or go online and schedule an appointment at michiganfamilywellness.com and start your path towards better health today. Absolutely, Stephanie. And you know what, just thinking about, you know, the principle that we're talking about, just kind of like the concept, I've heard similar thoughts, even with the idea of marriage, I know we're applying this to fertility and, you know, starting a family and all that. But just the idea of if you're listening to this, and you're single, and you're finding your identity and, you know, your singleness as like a negative thing. And you think that, you know, having someone or a partner relationship, a marriage is going to fulfill you, I would really encourage you to consider that because in the same way that that with these women, you know, having a baby could actually make or just amplify these issues in their life. I think, you know, jumping into a marriage or jumping into a serious committed relationship can actually amplify other issues that you really should work out in those seasons of singleness. What do you think about that, Stephanie? Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, really, it. I think it applies to that and really almost anything else in life. If our uh, if our identity or our value hangs on another person, then we're in trouble <laughs> because we're going to be disappointed at some point by that. And so whether that's about having kids, whether that's about finding the right spouse, um, or if that's, you know, caught up in any other sort of relationship with your, with your parents, siblings, friends, anything, then, um, then we're missing out on, uh, on, I guess on the truth because we are, um, we have our own identity that does not rely on other people and our own value just because we are people just as a human, you we each have our own value. And so, um, we can't put that on other people. It, it doesn't work. It hurts. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And Stephanie, we're going to jump to some practical applications at the end of our talk here. But just really quick, I want to just insert this little thought. You know, do you think these women are guarding their hearts here, you know, or are they setting themselves up for emotional heartache by attaching their identity to fertility? Or perhaps what can they do to guard their hearts is the question. That's a really important question. And I think that it doesn't necessarily have a simple answer because in this one there's this one really important piece that we as women are uniquely created to carry a child um, and give birth to a child. That That's not something that men have the ability to do. So that mm-hmm. is very specific to womanhood. And so it's this really, um, it's this really deep seated, you know, piece of our being and humanity. And so that's where um, so much of these questions come up, um, of worthiness and value and whatnot. Um, so because that is so deeply rooted inside of us, I think there is something to that. I don't know if I've come to the exact conclusion with that yet, but I think there's something to that, that we, that we naturally pursue motherhood, even if it, even if it's not in being Uh, you know, like giving birth to a child or even adoption, but we as women tend to mother people or things like we, we are more tend to be more nurturing. I think I'm making sense. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, so there is that, that really important innate piece. Um, but then on the other hand, to be able to guard our hearts is to know that that is true and also to know our value and worse. And so, um, guarding your heart, I think may just mean learning how to recognize when you are placing your value in somebody else. Mm -hmm. And that can be a hard thing to do. Um, I've gotten pretty good at it because I'm a therapist. I've had to, (laughs) you know, um, but, uh, not everybody else has that, uh, has that benefit. Um, and so, uh, so, but be able, being able to get to a place where you can recognize that you're maybe angry with somebody or angry with a situation and asking yourself, why, where is this coming from? Um, and really continuing to ask yourself those why questions or what questions until you get to the bottom of it and then see like, oh, I'm, I'm upset because I think that I'm, you know, not having kids means that I, I'm not worth anything or I'm Mm -hmm. upset because not having kids means that, you know, all of these, you know, maybe bad things I've been thinking about me myself deep inside, those must be true. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, guarding your heart is just learning about yourself, being able to recognize yourself and then being able, or excuse me, being able to recognize those things in yourself and then being able to say what the truth is. Um, and I think that's the most important part is to be able to respond to those questions with, what the truth really is about your value and your worth. Absolutely. So many great things in there. I just want to kind of circle back to just as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, this sounds a lot like, you know, mindset or like attitude thinking, you know, but I would even argue it's deeper than that. I would say this is more like core level. This is not like positive thinking or like conjecture or, you know, like theories or positive affirmations. This is like 
deep core level stuff that you're talking about here when it comes to your value as a woman or are you placing your identity in motherhood or as who you are as a person? And so I just wanted to insert that for listeners as well. And then to your point, even further, being able to articulate the truth, essentially. And I would even add to that, being able to articulate what is false or what is not, and then to be able to articulate what is. And knowing the differences and knowing, I just think if someone's able to do that, I mean, that's, that's huge. Like that's, that's just major. And I'm not even a therapist. Like I'm a chiropractor <laughs> talking about this, right? But to tie it kind of back into my own personal story, you know, my wife is a master of social work. You know, she does a lot of therapy and counseling and her context is often working with kids. And I tell you what, some of the best checks that I've had in my own life is actually from my wife, Rachel. So, I always have to give her the credit for that. But something I actually heard you mention on one of your previous episodes of your podcast that I want to get into real quick. And again, this relates to the context with my wife. She's often working with kids and she's really not allowed to talk about God that much and, you know, what she personally believes because many of the programs that she deals with are state and federally funded. But she oftentimes can always ask the kids what they believe and cause them to consider what they really think and what they really believe. And so my question for you, Stephanie, is how does your faith shape the way that you lead these women or that you, the way that you conduct your therapy sessions? Hey guys, just wanted to take a moment and remind you that this podcast is brought to you by the Michigan Family Wellness Clinic. We believe in healthy, vibrant families who can adapt to the stress in their life. In order to build a healthy family, we start by caring for one person at a time. If this message resonates with you, then I invite you to schedule an online appointment at michiganfamilywellness.com. Hey, and if you're enjoying today's episode, go ahead and share this podcast with someone else who can benefit from today's empowering conversation. All right, guys, let's get back to today's episode. It really is everything. Um, it, my faith guides everything that I do in my life. And so just coming back to that mission that I have of women seeing their true value, that comes from my faith. I mean, there are, uh, even without a belief in God, there are plenty of people who believe in just the innate value of a human being. Um, and that's fine and, and fantastic for me. Uh, why the reason that I believe that people are so valuable is because they were created by God and in his image. And so when I uh, approach people with that in mind, um, then that really, yeah, that really just guides the way that I view them, the way that I can interact with them and the approach that I take to helping them to see their value because I know without a shadow of a doubt that it is there and, um, and that they are beautiful and loved and, and, and uh, really want to be able to help them get to that place where they know that. So whether or not my clients have that same faith, I still, you know, I just trust the Lord to guide me in ways that I can still help them to be able to see that they are loved and valuable and beautiful. And he does that. Absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. I mean, great things, great things you're talking about here. So Stephanie, we actually did an entire episode on postpartum peace uh, with Laura Devine on 
MFW episode 031. And I'll drop a link in the show notes for this as well so people can go back and listen. But on this particular episode, Laura showed us how her practice of yoga helped manage her depression, specifically as she had lost her baby that she was carrying, and really prevent her from going the medical route with pharmaceuticals after she had lost her baby, which had otherwise been a beautifully, perfectly full-term pregnancy. So my question for you, Stephanie, is was there anything in particular that helped you through in terms of you talk about the holistic and the natural alternatives that you are that you have an interest in? Was there anything that kind of sticks out in your mind as you think back going through that season that really kind of helped you in terms of your mood or your physical health or anything like that? Yeah, there are a few things. One of those really goes back to that very first question you asked about family. Um, it's having a good, strong community that was really valuable for us in recovering from our loss. And uh, I mean, people, people really, even when they didn't know quite know what to do, just did whatever they could anyway, like bringing us meals and just being available to talk and listen. And, um, and so, yeah, having that support of community was so incredibly valuable. And then as far as, you know, sort of holistic methods of improving mood, this is, this isn't, uh, I guess what somebody would typically consider holistic, but this is what I consider holistic when we look at the whole person is returning to my creativity um, was huge. At the time that we had, um, we lost that baby. I had a a fashion blog. I was, um, I was purchasing clothes at thrift stores and then I would um, refashion them into something uh, more hip and trendy (laughs) and um, blogging about that. And I had taken some time off from that. Uh, but returning to that really helped me to process my grief and to be able to, um, gosh, creativity is just the best way to get yourself unstuck. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, you have to access do parts of your brain that you don't otherwise, and, um, really just help me to be able to move through those emotions, being able to um, to just be creative and, and do that thing that I loved. Outstanding. You know, we talk a lot about on the podcast in terms of moving well, eating well, and thinking well, and how just by doing that new creative blog, you were actually able to kind of take your brain and focus, you know, some nervous system energy, if you will, on that, on that creative outlet. So I think that's awesome. And I would even add, you know, that really kind of ties into, I always like to try to bring things back to chiropractic and specifically Mm -hmm. with regards to the nervous system. And so in preparing for today's edition, I actually went to the American Pregnancy Association's website and I actually wanted to see, you know, what did they have to say? Because I talk about chiropractic all the time, people are familiar with it, but I wanted people to hear what do other, you know, professional associations have to say about the profession, the art, science, and philosophy of chiropractic specifically. So, If you don't mind, I just want to read this verbatim right from the website here. Your body, yeah, your body is an amazing creation that can accomplish numerous miraculous tasks, including creating new life. These miraculous tasks are accomplished under the direction of the nervous system. The nervous system is the master communication system of the entire body. 
chiropractic care is a safe and natural approach to enhancing the body's ability to function properly. This is accomplished through enhancing the function of the master control system of the body, which is the nervous system. In many cases, fertility issues may be associated with improper nervous system function, poor nutrition, high stress, poor lifestyle habits. Doctors of chiropractic are nervous system specialists, and reducing interference in the nervous system is their primary goal. Keeping the spine properly aligned, clearing the nervous system of excessive interference, and counseling patients in nutrition, exercises, and changes to lifestyle make the chiropractor one of your best options to help your body function in harmony with the way it was designed. Also, note that chiropractic care can be used in conjunction with other accepted approaches like therapy with Stephanie to resolving infertility concerns and gr- and can greatly improve the chances of successful medical procedures such as in vitro fertilization or IVF. Now, Stephanie, I know that was a long explanation, but <laughs> it was just obviously I'm biased. You know, as a licensed Michigan State licensed doctor of chiropractic, I feel very passionate. I have quite the fervor for what I do, but I wanted to I wanted to let people know that this is not just me saying this or this is not just chiropractors saying this. This is a professional third-party organization that validates and affirms everything about the chiropractic adjustment. So does that resonate with you? Oh, it sure does. I really believe in, you know, in taking a holistic approach and that of course is going to involve the nervous system as well. And I, I personally love a good adjustment. I've seen chiropractors several times for various things. You know, my listeners know that I am a big CrossFit enthusiast. I love CrossFit. And so that has been one area where I have needed to see a chiropractor a few times because I had some issues with my knee that came up and some stuff with my back. And so, so that's been a huge help to me. And then even in my pursuit, my fertility pursuit as well, I've been seeing a chiropractor and acupuncturist for the last year and a half. And those two things combined have been just fantastic in restoring balance to my body. Absolutely. And just to once more, try to bring everything into context. You know, we talk about moving well, eating well, and thinking well. I think Stephanie's expertise, you know, with her marriage and family therapy, the emotional, the psychosomatic reflexes, that's great for that thinking well. And then I really believe the chiropractic adjustment really has to do with that moving well. Because you can be trying to do, like you mentioned, CrossFit, or you can be trying to run a marathon or do these, you know, PT exercises. But if your spine cannot articulate, if that segmental motion is not there, it could be just a simple adjustment to those segments that can restore that nervous system function, get those segments moving properly, and then you can go on your way and start expressing the life that you're trying to express, essentially. So can't say enough about all that. So Stephanie, one purpose of the Michigan Family Wellness Podcast is to be an audio library resource for the women, mothers, and families who want to learn more about elevating their family wellness and increasing their resiliency or that strength to adapt to the stress and challenges in their life. One of the ways we accomplish this is by asking our guests for practical applications. So Stephanie, in the context of today's discussion, we talked about some things already, but what can the moms, the women, mothers, and families listening today do right now to elevate their health and family wellness lifestyle? What they can do is to take care of themselves. This is something that women have such a hard time with. They might consider it a luxury that only, you know, the wealthy get to do or those with a bunch of time on their hands. But the matter, the the truth of the matter is 
if you are not well, then it is that much harder to take care of others. And so taking care of yourself first is not selfish. It is what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. So if that means chiropractic, if that means um, making sure that you are eating well, exercise, um, that creativity piece that we talked about, even just taking some time for a bath once a week, um, a book. I mean, whatever it takes to just get some time that is specifically yours and is about you being well and whole and happy. Absolutely. Love it. I think people can start doing that right away. I mean, I love the part about the creativity, the exercising, looking at what you're eating with your diet and nutrition. So much value here that you're providing our listeners. So thank you so much for that, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. So Stephanie, let's talk practically. Like, Where can people find more about you? For the podcast, you can find me at holisticfertilitypodcast.com. And then as far as therapy goes, I, I'm Fortunately, I have those two things separate right now in the internet world, um, but eventually they'll be together. But for my for therapy, you can check out growlivethrive.com. And um, there's information about how to see me as a therapist and also about Skype um, and phone consultation. Awesome. So Stephanie, you have brought the value today. Thank you so much for sharing your story, being vulnerable with us and just providing so much benefit and value and giving us an insight what you do with families and therapies and women and how you help them in this season of fertility and everything. I just thank you so much. I acknowledge you. Thank you. It was absolutely my pleasure. All right, families, what'd you think? We'd love to get your feedback. If you would like to email me about anything you've heard on this or any previous edition of the Family Wellness Lifestyle Podcast, you may do so by writing Dr. Kyle at michiganfamilywellness.com and take full advantage of the Family Lifestyle Audio Library at michiganfamilywellness.com. Connect with us on social media at Michigan Family Wellness. Thanks so much for tuning in, families. Have an awesome week. And remember, we can do far more together than we could ever do apart. Now that you've been equipped with the latest in family wellness solutions, we want to encourage you to apply these strategies right away. But the thing is, there's still so much to learn. Connect with Dr. Walner's chiropractic and nutrition office by going to michiganfamilywellness.com and click the newsletter sign-up button to join the informative and supportive community of chiropractic wellness. You will also receive as a gift from Dr. Walner a copy of Michigan Family Wellness Solutions, an invaluable resource containing dynamic tools to elevate family health and vitality. Michigan Family Wellness wants to thank you for being part of today's podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating and review. 